episode two seriously i feel is where the drama starts and when i say drama it is capital d-r-a-m-a anti-social butterfly podcast it's okay to be shy but now it's time to kiss fear goodbye hello hello happy happy new year happy new year happy new year to you happy new year to you and you and you and you everyone who is out there listening or watching to anti-social butterfly podcast happy new year it is officially 2023 how did we get here it is happening whether you are ready or not I got all dressed up for the occasion for two reasons, because it is New Year's and also we are celebrating that this is episode two of my reaction, my thoughts on the Meghan and Harry series on Netflix. So in case you missed out on that, check out last week's episode, which I will link in the comments below. This week, we are going to dive into episode two of the series. As you guys know, I am obsessed with love stories, and so is a lot of people around the world. They have a lot to say with this series, and it's coming from the source itself. Yes, you have commentaries from friends and family on this series, but nothing like getting the comments from the source before we go any further make sure if you have not subscribed yet make sure you hit subscribe we have officially hit a thousand subscribers as well on youtube a thousand beautiful anti-social butterfly supporters positive beautiful people who are here to empower themselves get better get out of their shell and also have a little fun while we're at it so if you are into that make sure you hit subscribe also make sure you hit the alert bell so you are notified every time i upload a new episode we also are uploading on mondays now so happy monday my beautiful butterflies turn them monday blues upside down and if you are feeling a little blue a little down don't be too hard on yourself we cannot be happy and with full of energy all of time if you're feeling a little down there could be a lot of reasons what is causing you to feel this way so it is important to ask yourself why am i feeling this way and i like to go through a checklist to ensure that i'm first meeting the needs of my body and my mind so what is in the checklist when it has to do with my body so i ask myself have i drank enough water have i slept enough have I eaten food? And also, have I exercised? So if I say yes to all those things and then I ask myself another checklist that has to do with my uh, mental state, my happiness, I try to ask myself if I'm doing things that make me happy. So am I journaling? Am I meditating? X, Y, and Z, you fill in the blank. So if I also say yes to those things and then i ask myself okay what is going on around me that could be causing me to feel this way you'll be surprised if you go through this checklist that sometimes it's because you haven't met your body needs your mental needs first and that is always important to first check when you're feeling a little down a little low a little stressed is going through that checklist 
I have to go through this checklist every single day. It's a, a good mental practice because as we get busy and are chasing our goals, we have to also make sure that we are taking care of ourselves because if we don't, we are going to go downhill pretty fast. It's going to catch up to us. The crazy thing is that our body tries to take care of ourselves when we don't. So usually when we are not supplying our body the things that we need, we don't see it right away until our body says, okay, enough is enough. I'm tired of taking care of you by myself. I need your help. So then that's why we start feeling things, seeing things, causes us maybe to go to the doctor or really sit down and self-evaluate what are we doing? What are we feeding ourselves? Are we really being intentional? with keeping that energy meter up, whether it be with our time and also whether it be with the food and what we put into our bodies. And that's just not food. What are we watching? What are we seeing? Because that's also something that we put not into our bodies, but we are putting those things into our minds. So it's very important. Those are little things that over time can make a huge impact. So that could be a goal that you could set up for yourself this year in 2023 is ensuring that you take care of yourself because yes, it's important to go after our dreams and be hustlers and entrepreneurs and business people that we are. But we cannot be those things if we are not first taking care of ourselves. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I speak from experience. Okay, let's get into the series of Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel. It is still on Netflix, guys. So I'm telling you, if you want to check this out, better get on it because it is a limited series and won't be there for Forever. episode two it's about 55 minutes long most of these episodes are about almost close to an hour or about an hour long six episodes today we're going to talk about episode dos and i am wearing my tiara let me say this is a special unique tiara since we are talking about the royals, I decided I wanted to bust out my tiara and this fancy little coat to celebrate that we are doing this royal series. And I say this tiara is very special because this is the tiara I wore at my wedding almost 18 years ago, August 20th, 2005. Your girl was wearing this tiara walking down the aisle and it's still holding up. There is a few little gems that are missing, but I'm still surprised that I still have this intact after all this time. Yeah, it's very special to me here. Episode two, seriously, I feel is where the drama starts. And when I say drama, it is capital D-R-A-M-A. When you're getting into a new romantic relationship with someone, usually it comes with pure excitement, joy, thrill, and Megan and Harry did have that. But on top of having that, they had a deal with all of the negativity and all of the drama that came from the British media. And it's so eye-opening to me, the lengths that these British media press will go to just to get a photo and a story I mean, you see it described by Harry and Meghan. You can see in the series, they get into a car and they have to literally plan a, a detour, a different route because they know that the media is going to be following them. That is so scary. Not only photos 
when you arrive at the place. No, you have to worry about when you leave, when you drive on the streets, you're going to be followed by paparazzi because they're going to be following you, your every single move, no privacy whatsoever. And this was nonstop. And we think we have some sort of understanding of how it is to be a celebrity. I mean, we expected if you're a celebrity, this is what you signed up for, you asked for it. But when I saw this series, man, this is on a whole other level with being followed, with having your privacy broken. There should be boundaries set. In 2016, the relationship between Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel became public and the scrutiny began. This is not your average celebrities getting harassed by photographers. No, this is a whole other level that you guys probably have never seen before. Around 1 minute and 52 seconds in episode 2 of the series, in Harry's own words, he says that this was physical harassment, cameras in your face, following you, chasing you. I've seen a lot of celebrities having the cameras in their face, being followed, but to the point where they're chasing you, following you in your car. I mean, once you get into your vehicle and leave, leave them alone why do you have to be all creeper and be all suspect and literally follow the car okay you could argue well i don't want to lose them i want to make sure you know i get the story and it's like okay but you're putting these people lives at risk and you're causing them to have anxiety to the point that maybe they don't even want to leave their house. Or you're wondering why all these celebrities and high-profile people have, you know, depression, anxiety. I don't like the argument that, you know, they signed up for this. You can say, well, the paparazzi was like that when Princess Diana was around. They have cooled down, they're different, they're nothing like that. And that's not the case at all. Prince Harry makes it clear, saying paparazzi still harass people. Now, the harassment really exists more online. They're still taking photos, they're still invading their privacy, and they still could print the magazine, but now it goes online, calling people names, making up stories. I mean, the things that they said about Meghan, why did the media turn negative on Prince Harry and Meghan? Because at first, they describe it as being very beautiful. Everyone was excited when they first found out that they were dating. But they said that immediately took a turn. Who is to blame on that? Comment below if you know who was to blame. Who was to blame for how society saw Prince Harry and Meghan, how people saw their relationship. Because at first, it was all rainbows and butterflies, and then all of a sudden, they did not like this couple, and they were talking negatively about the couple. So that is just so surprising to me, that phenomenon, that when people are rising, when people are coming up, they love to support them. But once, for some reason, some people get to the top, where they get to some level of success. It's like something gets triggered and people go against them and tear them down and then eventually want them canceled. And it's like, what happened? What happened to that love and support in the beginning? Also in episode two, we learn a little bit more about Megan's upbringing, where she grew up. Megan was raised in Los Angeles, California. 
and we also learn more about her through her school, family life, and activism before she met Harry. Which is something very cute that they both share is their love for service, their love for volunteering. And we also meet Megan Merkel's mom and her name is Doria. She is a fantastic, smart, well put together, well spoken, lovely lady who speaks nothing but beautiful, lovely things about her daughter. And we get to see the perspective as a mom in this last five years that they've been in relationship together, how it has been for Megan's mom. And she says that it has not been an easy ride. Sometimes I live under a rock. I did not know that Megan was half black. I just looked up Doria on Google, Megan's mom, and I learned something that they put on Google that they did not talk about in the Netflix series. So she is an American social worker and a former makeup artist. Ooh and a yoga instructor. Okay, that makes sense. There is, I forget which episode, the paparazzi had photographed Doria with a yoga mat, so it makes sense. Maybe she still teaches, or maybe she still loves to practice yoga. She is 66 years old, born in 1956, former makeup artist. That is awesome. I'm looking up the Wikipedia right now because I'm so curious to learn more about that. Let's see, career and early education. Okay, there. After leaving Fairfax High School, this is Doria, Megan's mom. She worked as a temp assistant makeup artist and met her future husband, Thomas, while employed on the set of the television show General Hospital. Oh yes, yes, yes. Megan did talk about that she would love to go see her father after school, that he was a lighting director. Thomas Markle was left in charge of caring for their daughter. Doria took a job as a air stewardess. I did not know she was a, a makeup artist. I see you, Miss Doria. Okay, so I love Dory. I love Megan's mom. It's just so cute how she describes Megan, touches my heart, all beautiful, positive words. Yes, it's usual for a mom to talk good things about their child, but you can really feel how true she really feels, how she describes Megan when she was a little girl. I think I wrote a list here in my notes. These are the words that Doria describes Megan, which I found so cute. She describes her as so congenial. I had to look that up. I've heard of the word congenial from the movie Miss Congeniality, but when I ask myself really if I can describe what does congenial mean? Let's look up congenial. So congenial is a pleasant because of a personality, qualities, or interests that are similar to one's own. Similar, like-minded, compatible, kindred, easy to get along with. Okay, there we go. I like that to describe congenial. That is a quality I would like to be known as. Easy to get along with. Congenial making friends. Well, yes, if you are easy to get along with, of course you're going to make friends. And she was a very empathetic child. Empathetic, the word empathy, right? But empathetic, empathetic. What does definition mean? 
showing an ability to understand, share the feelings of another. Oh, what a sweet girl Megan was. I would have loved to have been Megan's friend as a little girl. Who wouldn't want a friend like Megan? So Megan was raised by her mom and she had a good network of women who raised her. That is really important to take away. It is so crucial as a child coming up and learning the environment that they are raised in, the people that they are surrounded, the network, who is supporting them. It is crucial to their development and who they will ultimately be as an adult. Doria describes that Megan had a beautiful network of women herself, her sister, and friends around her who lived close by that helped raise Megan. I actually became a fan of Megan through this series. Just learning about her, how she carries herself, how she has handled herself with grace and continues to handle herself that way. I just admire that so, so, so much. And she's so smart so that is just a little icing on the cake when Megan met Prince Harry's family what did they think what did they think can you imagine her walking in through those doors and then Harry's like this is my new girlfriend guys my beautiful girlfriend Megan and then what is Megan's first words regardless she made everyone love her because Harry said that they were so impressed beyond impressed when Megan met his family. He says that they were not only impressed, they did not know what to do with themselves. He says that they thought that this ginger could not land such a beautiful and such an intelligent woman. It's so beautiful, so nice to see a man talk about his woman in such a beautiful, uplifting way. But he goes on to say, because she was an American actress, they were clouded with judgment in the beginning and they thought it would not last. Boy, were the people who thought that very wrong. So let's go back to Doria, Megan's mom. She was together with Thomas. They had Megan, but they shortly got separated and divorced when Megan was around two years old so for the most part megan was raised by her mom this episode was a lot of feels a lot of emotions with first what the mom says how she describes megan and how megan was as a child and then there's a scene where megan goes back to her school where she went to school at the age of two all the way to 12 years old which was really interesting to me because i have not seen a lot of schools like that where you go since you're a baby all the way till pretty much until you're almost a teenager so she had a lot of memories there so she goes back to this school and sees the principal miss debbie and of course i love miss debbie too i guess i love everybody guys i just love the connection that they had together it was a beautiful story and of course i cried i cried why did i cry well i I'll tell you why I cried. Megan Merkel goes back to the school. The principal comes out. She's super excited to see Megan. And Megan is super excited to see her. They give a long, beautiful hug. And then the principal says, I want to show you something that you wrote to me. And this is Megan at 11 years old, mind you. She wrote this to her principal. And I have it here. I'm going to read it to you guys because it's so cute what she wrote her principal. So she says, Dear Miss Debbie, you have helped me so much since I was two years old. I knew I could count on you to be there for me as a principal and also as a friend. I can't thank you enough. Even though I was in this school for 10 years, I wish I could have stayed 
10 more. This school will always have a special place in my heart. Love, Megan. I love that. So cute that someone at 11 years old can have this sort of maturity to put the sentence together and just so thoughtful in the ordering of how she did things. For example, when she said, I could count on you to be there for me as a principal and also as a friend. She didn't start with the friend first. She started with the principal because she wanted to first point the obvious that, yes, you are my principal. You were there for me in that regard. But also on top of that, you were also a friend. Ooh, it hits different when you say it like that versus if she would have said, I knew I could count on you to be my friend and also my principal. She's smart already at 11 years old. Principal also says, well, you have to pay attention. Notice the PS, she says. Miss Debbie says, notice to what you put in the PS. So Megan says, PS, when I am rich and famous, when I write my life story, I will talk about you in the school so you will be known worldwide. What? And then Megan says, says the 11 year old. Yes, girl, that is a magic scripting right there. Crazy, right? She did. She's here with her Netflix series. Coincidence, maybe, but that is a beautiful coincidence story. Megan did talk about that she would go after school to see her dad be the lighting director on the set of a famous, well-known, popular show back in the day in the 80s, 90s. Comment below if you guys know or have seen this show or remember your parents seeing this show, Married with Children. That's right. Megan Merkel's dad was a lighting director for the show. And after school, she would love going on set and meeting her dad. And I believe that's where the love of being on set started for her because she became an actress and she loved being there, she said. Another thing we learn about Megan that she shares is that she was a big nerd growing up. She was not the pretty one. She was known for getting the grades. Her mom says that she got straight A's, super smart. She couldn't help her with Megan's homework because Megan didn't need any help. And I related to her in that regard because I as well was a nerd in school. I was the one in the book studying my ass off, trying to get the grades. I was not into the boys, the relationship, none of that regard, the activities. I was like, let me just get my grades. I have self-diagnosed myself to have ADHD. So basically growing up, school was really hard for me. On top of being a nerd, I also kind of had to be a nerd because school was a little hard. I still got good grades though. Still got good grades. So now fast forward time, Megan meets Harry. They fall in love. They really are serious about making this relationship happen. The story comes out to the world that they're together. It becomes really exciting time for both of them. Everyone also in their lives is excited, texting them like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. It's like a fairy tale dream, right? Well, didn't last that way. It didn't last because Megan's race became an issue in the British media press. They made it an issue. Within the first week of them announcing that they were dating, there was a story that Megan was from Compton. Now, I love how they go about describing this. She's like, for one, it's not true. And 
for two, why are you taking a dig at Compton? So they were making up these stories about where she grew up. Mind you, Megan did not live in London. She was living in Toronto as an actress and the British media followed her all the way there and would harass her at her job. They would harass her at home. There was no privacy anymore. Not only would they harass her, they would go to her neighbors knocking door to door trying to get information about where she lived. They even even paid certain neighbors to have surveillance videos in her backyard. Like, what? That is insane. Now, Megan is asked by several friends and family who really care about her around 33 minutes into this episode if this was all worth it. Like, her life was being destroyed, getting ripped apart. Was this all worth it? But it was worth it for her. It was a fight worth fighting for. Now, why did the media make such a big deal of Megan being half black? Why did her race even become an issue? Why was it even brought up? And that is a big story and a big eye-opening thing that is shared in this series is the story about the black people in London, the history of that, and how they are represented when a public figure that happens to be a woman or who is black, how they are ripped apart just because of those two things. In this episode, they share that the British press is a white industry. Black people are 3.5% of the population. Only 0.2% are journalists. So they decide what really is racist or not. What we also learn about Megan is she was an entrepreneur. Not only was she smart, not only was she talented and acting, but she designed her own website called thetig.com. I wonder if it's still open. Thetig.com became very popular for her. She took this very seriously. So what was this website? She describes it as if your best friend was telling you everything you needed to know. And I went to it right now. When you go to the page, it says, to all my TIG friends, close to three beautiful years to this adventure with you, it's time to say goodbye to the TIG. We began as a passion project, my little engine that could, evolved into an amazing community of inspiration, supportive, fun, and frivolity. You've made my days brighter and filled this experience with so much joy. Keep finding those take moments of discovery. Keep laughing and keep taking risks and keep being the change you wish to see in the world. Here I am going to cry again. Above all, don't forget your worth as I've told you time and time again. You, my sweet friend, you are enough. Thank you for everything. Megan Merkel. Yes, we are enough. And she felt she was always enough. They felt that they were enough for each other. They felt that this love was worth fighting for. And Harry proposes to Megan. He had to get permission from his grandma to propose and he had to do it in London. So he proposes to Megan. When they share the story, it's so cute because he opens that champagne bottle and he never really drinks. And she's wondering, why are you opening that? And so he's like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, we're just celebrating <laughs> and then he proposes to her we're gonna learn on episode three more about the engagement in 2017 they get engaged engagement sparks both cynicism and hope as megan grapples with royal protocol tabloid headlines begin to involve her family Ooh, get 
ready for episode three because again when i say drama drama did not just happen in the british media no unfortunately drama happened inside the family and that is more explained on episode three so make sure again hit subscribe hit the alert button so you are alerted when i release the next episode where we talk about episode three happy new year happy new year happy new year guys this is our year make sure you are saying that to yourself every day writing it every day in your journal you're praying whatever you do to get your mind Mind in sync and believing that this is our year and like Meghan Merkel says on her website we are enough you are enough love you guys and thank you so much see you guys next week kiss fear goodbye bye